within 10 minutes of this first date, I was holding her hair back while she was vomiting on a gravestone no. from the 1800s, <laughs> thinking this girl's going to hell. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Single Sounds. I'm your host, Katie Mack, and I am the creator and founder of this dating podcast or matchmaking podcast where I interview singles and you as the listeners of this podcast only have one question to answer. Would you date the person that I'm interviewing? If you would like to date them, please write into the Instagram at Single Sounds or you can email me and I'll put you in touch with this lovely individual. This week's character is looking for something organic, like finding someone on a dating podcast. <laughs> he isn't afraid to share all his toxic traits and his opinions on football fans. If you are an embarrassing person like myself, he could be a risky person to date, but will love you even more for all your endearing quirks. He has endless hilarious dating stories and is very chivalrous. Okay, hi, welcome to Single Sounds. Hello, how are you? I am good, thank you for asking. I love when people ask me how I am. I know, I actually heard you say it on the podcast, <laughs> so I thought I have, I have to tell you. That's so funny. How are you? Uh, you feeling good? All the better for being on here. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Excited? Yeah, very excited. <laughs> good. <laughs> Let's dive into your profile then. Fantastic. Who, what, where? First one, who are you sexually attracted to? Uh, woman. Nice. And what are you looking for? Uh, okay, so hear me out. I'm not looking for anything specific. I think uh, people that constantly look for like a serious relationship will end up not finding you know, one. Not finding one, or will just end up settling for just any old, you know, tribe. <laughs> Fine. So I, you know, find someone as as you go along, just in day to day life. Mm-hmm. Preferably not on Hinge. Yeah. You know. Um, something organic like a podcast yeah, yeah. something different <laughs> organic <love that. laughs> super organic but yeah no I, I know what you mean is in like you're open to the idea of something long term but you're not gonna tell everyone that's what you're looking for exactly exactly i used to live with two christians that were not that were, were constantly looking for a relationship mm. and they just went through relationship after relationship just because they they just were just just trying to find someone to marry yeah, not that yeah. has anything to do with them being Christians, but no, it's it's a different kind of pressure though. That pressure when everyone around you is also married. Some of them We're get at married uni. at like twenty. Yeah, yeah. Also, if they're really religious, they can't have sex before marriage. So well, that's that it. like puts loads of pressure on it as well. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was great being next door to them because I would never be kept up <laughs> at night, which was great. <laughs> yeah, never hear any awkward noises. No. Any high age preferences? Not really. I mean, age obviously. Someone in their twenties, maybe early thirties, preferably not any higher. Um, <laughs> yeah. Height. I'm five foot eleven. So well done for being honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, five foot eleven and a half. Actually, um, it is exactly five foot eleven and a half. Six foot with shoes. Uh, but no one ever believes me. And when I when I take them back home and I get my measuring tape out, they're like, "Oh, actually, you are you are actually That's five eleven and a half. Yeah. Um, you just slouch." My boyfriend is five eleven and a half too. Oh, is he? But on his hinge, he did put six foot. He put on six foot. Oh, he I rounded he, up. He, he put, rounded up. He put tissues in his shoes, I guarantee. Do you round down or do you round up? I round down. Yeah. 5'11". I'd rather, you know, you know yeah. not disappoint people. <laughs> no, I think you know. that's better. I genuinely do. I'm fed up. There's this like 
uh, he's like a dating influencer I follow. He's called like Max Trip. I don't know if you know him. He's American. No. Very annoying. Has a lot of followers. Because he's but, American? I mean, I just think his advice sometimes is so dodgy. His main advice for last week was he was encouraging guys to lie about their height on dating profiles. To me, that's just like a 101 don't do. Sounds like a twat. Because you're, Well, yeah, you're just going to disappoint people. But his theory, which I guess it probably would work, but it won't work for long term. No. It, he was like, it will get you in, like your foot in the door and then you can like w- win her over with your personality. But like, she's still going to know you lied. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. At some point. I mean, there are these shoes now which add an extra like three inches onto you. <laughs> yeah, those And I'm just like, what do you can do when you take them off? Like, <laughs> not everyone's Jamie Cullum. Not everyone can have a girlfriend that's, you know, you know, four inches taller. Yeah, no. It's not what everyone's looking for, so. No. Okay. I think we covered it then. And okay. how about where? Uh, well, I live in southwest London, but I work in Bloomsbury. So if you're, you know, Central. an easy commute to work, yeah. you know, easy. Easy. But I don't really mind. As long as you're in London, I don't want to be going, you know, catching flights. No, no, no. I'm not about that either. Some people say they're okay with it. Some people say like train rides and I'm like, yeah, okay. It's just like Reading, I guess, but. Yeah. I don't know. Reading's okay. Reading's okay. It's okay. It's okay, but. It's just okay. You don't I want still to... think it's effort, isn't I just, it? I mean, I go to Reading, but I don't, you know, people from Reading are just, <laughs> I'm, I'm from Reading, so I know. <laughs> But, Me too, and I don't live there anymore oh, for a thank reason. God, thank God. And I won't live there again. <laughs> Not unless I have to. I'm going to move to another suburb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, we're going to move on to your three A's. Okay. First one, acceptance. First off, going in strong with your most controversial opinion. Well, this is this this one. I was actually quite worried to say because I again I was listening to your podcast uh, the other day. Sometimes they're not controversial, are they? Well, no, this one is. Uh, it's very very controversial, and it might be quite offensive uh, to okay. to you actually. To me, okay. well, because you mentioned the other day that your mum's a football fan. She is Man City. And uh, my controversial opinion is that there's nothing that the only thing worse than football is football fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd agree. I fucking hate them, honestly. <laughs> football in general you know first off fifa what a terrible game they bring a new game out every single year and it's the same game it's the same yeah, yeah. i don't get but that. with i don't i didn't even Just know updated what's players i guess for each team then there's football the game itself it's 90 minutes of people pretending to be hurt just falling over <laughs> that just is true. nothing worse Being pathetic, yeah. and but then what's even worse is the fans you know ch- chanting random rubbish mm-hmm. i was stuck i was stuck on a train with some coventry fans the other oh, day. that is the worst. And I, they were just literally—it was only twenty minutes. It felt like two hours. They were just chanting, just shouting the entire time. And I was just like, "Mate, you're from Coventry. What are you gas about?" <laughs> yeah. Like, I get it. They were playing Luton again. You're from Luton. Why are you gassed? But um, that sounds really mean. But it. But you know, just I just hate it. But I, you know where where it comes from. It's, you're from Reading as well. Mm-hmm. My dad used to take me to all the Reading games. Same. And I they would lose. I seen you for six years. Did you? Yeah. Oh, poor you. With mum. Oh, that's so sad. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> they would lose. But they would, he would take me to every single game. <laughs> They'd always lose. And I, they would always lose or it would be like a nil-nil game. And I absolutely despised it. It was awful. <laughs> and honestly, it, I, but I, I hated it from the moment I went. But I carried on with it for three years with my dad just to try and make I him happy. I quite enjoyed it, actually. And literally, by after, after three years, I went up to my mum and was like, mum, I don't know how to bring up with dad. I I really don't want to go watch oh. football with them anymore. 
I felt like I was coming out. Yeah. Honestly. That's sad. I told him, he was like, oh, that's fine. I'll just take your brother instead. Oh, okay. My brother enjoys it for some reason. But <laughs> that's that's my controversial opinion. Just football in the bin. I don't hate it, to be honest. I do dislike the fan culture, I think. There's some awful statistics, especially um, domestic abuse when it comes to like the World yeah. Cup and stuff. Like It's really scary. Yeah. And I do think it encourages like some weird, aggressive, I don't know, behaviours. We get some just like, football firms just fighting. Yeah, and it's just crazy I mean, that every other sport, all the fans can sit together, but football, they have to literally be separated by police. And they can't drink as well. Yeah, and you can't, rugby, you can't bring in pints, no. Rugby, you can drink. Yeah. You know, Cricket, that, what is it they say? They say them. football is a gentleman's sport played by thugs and rugby is a thugs game played by gentlemen. Mm. But I don't, don't, don't get wrong, I like the World Cup. Me too, this is the thing. And this I like is the why World I Cup. feel like a bit of a fraud being like, I don't like football because I actually quite, I kind of do. The but, only reason why I, I like it. I like the Euros too. Well, I mean, the only reason why I like it is, well, it's because it's an excuse to go to the pub. Yeah, I like how everyone comes together for it. I, I think it is controversial for a, a guy to say that. Well, it's like a job interview, isn't it? Where, you know, they ask you like a, you know, what's your biggest weakness? Mm. And then you say something which is actually quite positive. Yeah. Which basically means I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, ignore you for football, basically. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree because, like, honestly, quite a few of my friends have dated guys that are, like massive football fans. Yeah, and it literally controls their lives. Like every Saturday, they have to go to the game, but it takes out the whole day. Like they have to leave in the morning. They normally meet people there pre-game. Obviously, then the game's not that short. It's yeah. like two hours all in, and then to the pub after. Come home drunk, and it's like they can never get a weekend with their partner because they're just drunk every Saturday it's football awful, isn't it yeah I just I wouldn't I've never dated anyone that's like super super into football like I've dated people that like it and watch it but yeah. if they were going every you know Tuesday for the for the home games or the way games or every Saturday for every other game I'd just be like no because that's what I had to do with mum I literally had to go every Tuesday and just Saturday dump, dump your mum <laughs> no <laughs> I did enjoy it like sometimes I didn't want to go it, it must be said especially when it was on a Saturday I quite like the Tuesday evening so because what do you do on a Tuesday evening <laughs> just not watch football just not watch Reading lose yeah okay we'll move on we're okay. done we're done enough football yeah I'm bored of it we're bored of it over it what is your most toxic trait so I actually have three three <laughs> Love it. But I, well, I don't know which is more toxic. So I'd be interested okay. to, in understanding what your I'll judge what it. your opinion is. So yeah. the first one is I'm incredibly stubborn. Okay. Like if I walk out the front door and I'm not dressed warm enough, and I know that I'm not dressed warm enough the day or you the won't evening, go back. I won't go back. I'm oh, just like, that is that's quite toxic. And if someone says to me, "Are you sure you're gonna be warm?" Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I never get. I never. Like, I never <laughs> get cold. Just like I never burn. It's oh yeah i'm bad with the sun cream terrible picture. it's not it doesn't encroach on my life that much apart from you know maybe you know goosebumps and just feeling a bit uncomfortably cold every now and then but that's it is definitely stubbornness and then I, i'd say the second one is i'm a big feeder so if, if you're ever trying to go on a diet not if you're ever not. trying to be healthy <laughs> no fucking way like i will wake up that's on a good. weekend and you're like, what do you want? You want some avocado on toast? No, you're not. You're having eggs and bacon. Okay. Uh, what are you doing this Sunday? You just want something healthy? No. Roast. I'm going to cook a roast. Nice. And you're going to eat about 20 roast potatoes because <laughs> I cook the best and all the roast potatoes. And if they tell me that someone else is 
cook better roast potatoes. I'm so stubborn <laughs> that I'll then spend about four hours looking up how to cook the best roast potatoes. Um, but I do cook the best roast potatoes. So this is the worst. One. This is, in my opinion, the worst one. I've got a very big mouth. So I, whatever comes to my head, oh, I will say. say. And like if the, in many different situations, it can be, I'm not confrontational, but I, the first thing that comes to my head, it can get me in trouble. <laughs> um, or if someone's done something embarrassing, they don't want me to tell anyone, sorry, mate, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have done that embarrassing thing. That's, <laughs> that's your problem, not mine. But yeah, it's got, it gets me in, in trouble quite a lot. And if, it's probably more toxic towards me. Actually, it's not because I embarrass quite a few people that I'm around. I tend not to get embarrassed <laughs> by things, so I don't care about what I say. Mm. So I'll be interested to know, what do you think is the, the most toxic out of those the three? The last one. The last one. The last one for sure, because like you said, you touched on it then. I would be worried that you'd say my yeah. embarrassing stuff. I don't think, it doesn't sound like you'd spill like something that was serious. No, never. But as, I do so much embarrassing stuff, yeah, I'd be worried. Yeah, you'd, you'd be... I'd be in you'd trouble. You'd be a goner. I remember my ex-girlfriend there was always this one story which was like, don't fucking tell anyone, especially my friends. And I was like, well, I really want to now. <laughs> I had a few drinks and they were like, so how do you meet? I just, just kind of skipped past the how do we meet and straight to the the most embarrassing story I could think of her. Do you want to know? Yeah, we can cut it I want out to know it's too now. bad. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so it was the first time she ever stayed around and I wake up in the morning after and I, w- I wake up to this like really nice, affectionate, stroking on the back of my head. I was like, oh, that's really nice. She's being affectionate. Um, she wasn't. She was trying to check if I was awake. So the, the stroking stops. And I was a bit like, oh, that's a shame. But, you know, I'll just carry on sort of lying here. I'm still half asleep. And uh, there was this eerie sort of silence. And then suddenly this massive. And I was like, uh- I turned around immediately. I was like, what the fuck was that? And she, her response was, I'm so sorry. I thought if I spread my cheeks, it wouldn't make a noise. Oh. <laughs> and I, you know what was weird? Was, <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah. She just told you that so yeah. candidly as well. And I was like, I, I turned around. I was like, that is fucking hilarious. That is hilarious. I think I love you a bit more now. Yeah. Um, That's funny. But she specifically told me not to tell her friends. So I told all of her friends. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. Poor girl. If she ever listens to this, uh, sorry. I'm going to be castrated. But yeah, I mean... <laughs> Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> I just that spat red brilliant. wine in my face. Oh, no. I mean, it happens when you're with someone. Like, you it, you know, these bodily functions just have to go somewhere. I mean, I'm, I've done it loads. Like, when I've just met someone, I, like, go in another room. I just, like, make some excuse yeah. and, like, walk away. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> you've got to do yeah. it. But so. I've taken that tip off her. And now, like, if Does I need work, to... Though? Yeah, if, I, if I, I walk out the room and if I go into the bathroom, the bathroom's next to a bedroom. You know, just spread the cheeks. Did that actually work? It just but goes, it didn't work well, for her. It didn't work for her, but she had a quite a big bottom. So, um, <laughs> and they weren't spread enough. Yeah, so they wouldn't spread enough, but it's just like a... Really? Yeah. Oh my God, I need to try this. Try it. Yeah, I am. Good tip. Tomorrow. It's a good tip. <laughs> Maybe yeah. later. It doesn't get rid of the smell, unfortunately. No, but like that's yeah. why you can like, if you walk away, I feel like, yeah. But, well, exactly. Um, That's quite funny though. Yeah. Although I find the silent ones are the deadly ones, not the noisy ones. <sighs> you, All of them. You know. They're all awful, to be honest. They're all awful. I like that, though. That that probably did bring you closer. I bet you wet yourself. I didn't. I would have not been able to control my laugh. I, yeah, I did. I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> I wet myself when I was telling people because I knew how embarrassed she was. Yeah, it makes it funnier. But I was, in the moment, I was thinking, this is going to be 
perfect to tell someone on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. We'll move on to adventure section. Are you going to take us on a journey of your stories? To be honest, you already have. That last story was brilliant. That was a really funny dating story, so I can't wait to hear this one. So there's, I've got so many. <laughs> so many bad ones, but if they ever listen to this, I would not be alive in about sort of a week or two. <laughs> So I'm trying to think of the one that's the least outrageous, but still funny. If if you do go on a date with me, I will tell you all of them on a date. It's like a bottle of wine's worth of stories. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so this one was, uh, it was, it was my actual, my first ever dating app date. I think I was back for summer after first year of uni and I matched this girl who I, I went to college with and I always really fancied her. Never had the balls to go over and speak to her though. Mm-hmm. So I matched her, we start speaking. And we say we're going to go on this like first date to this like pub in the middle of the countryside, in the middle of nowhere. Turn up to the pub. I always really like to get to the pub or to, or to any date, but any first date sort of like 10, 15 minutes earlier. Oh, what a gem you are. Just No, but, but partly <laughs> so there's always already a drink on the table. You don't have that awkward sort no, of, No, I okay, love that. Yeah. That's why you do it. So like yeah. have it ready. I just have think that's like the smoothest move. Yeah, exactly. I feel like because you've found out about the podcast like a bit earlier, we had like an update episode where a girl was giving like her feedback on how the podcast date went. And that was like her, the first thing she said. She got there and she said her favourite drink on the podcast and he'd already ordered yeah. it. And that's just such a good start. Like yeah. people need to do that more. I don't... Yeah. I've already spoken about it a lot. Like it's such an easy thing. Well, that's it. And it also gets rid of that awkward sort of, we're at the bar, I'm trying to order, you're trying yeah. to speak to me. I don't know. It's... Well, a few of the worst dates have started with that. Like they queued for the bar for like half an hour. And... Yeah, exactly. Or they, they're just sort of sitting there trying not to get, you know, trying to make sure the table doesn't go yeah exactly someone's um, at the table someone's at the bar it's like a whole thing but anyway this wasn't quite as a successful. quite of a successful date story um <laughs> even though you tried with all the prep well yeah so anyway i i i did the exact same thing she said she likes rosé so i i was sitting there with a beer and a rosé the rosé was for me i gave her the beer uh i didn't do that um <laughs> and uh anyway i'm sitting there she's meant to be here in two minutes and uh, i get this text from her saying hey Sorry, I can't make it. No. Uh, and I was like, so in my head, I was like slightly embarrassed. So I messaged her saying, hey, don't even worry. You know, I haven't even left yet. And I, oh. and I bear in mind, she knew that I was a 15 minute drive away. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I haven't even left yet. So don't worry. And I get a text back immediately saying, oh, no, I was, I was just joking. And I was like, oh, so was I. Uh, I actually am sitting over two drinks. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, this is a good start. Oh, that's quite funny. Though. So anyway, she, cute. I see this car drive in to the car park and uh it's anyway it's her friend dropping her off mm. and out she gets and she, her eyes look a bit cross-eyed and she's walking towards me in a sort of zigzag and i was like oh, she no. looks absolutely fucked 10 minutes into the date well for more context this this countryside pub was next door to a graveyard <laughs> and uh within 10 minutes of this first date I was holding her hair back while she was vomiting on a gravestone no. from the 1800s, <laughs> thinking this girl's going to hell. Yeah. And had to call up her mum. I had to go through her phone, find find mum, be like, hey, can you come no, pick up your daughter? So First off, I promise you it wasn't me that got her this drunk. Yeah. She just arrived. She literally just arrived within 10 minutes. She, so it turned out she was so nervous, she downed a bottle of wine before turning up, oh. turned up, vomited, got picked up by her mum. <laughs> 
So I just went out to Purple Turtle in Reading. Um, <laughs> Classic venue. But, but no, I, I still went on like five more dates with her. Oh, you did? Yeah. I, nice I, I, in, a similar, in a similar way to the, you know, the fart situation, <laughs> I find embarrassing moments quite endearing. Yeah. And yeah. I, it makes you feel a bit again, you know, closer. Yeah. Um, it just, again, it just shows you're human, doesn't it? Yeah. We all do stupid shit. Yeah, exactly. I just thought it was endearing that she was, she was that nervous to see me that, you know, she had to down a bottle of wine. I don't <laughs> want to do that every time she sees me. No. But, you know, the first times, I'll let it slide. That's um, really sweet. I feel like that would be a classic. And if she told the story, been like, yeah, I never heard from him again. So. Yeah, no, I it's one of those ones literally only ended because it was in the summer of, you know, in between uni, in between mm. first and second year. And I just went back to uni. So it was just yeah. like, well, this isn't, this isn't going to work. No. <laughs> you know. I'm in Bournemouth. You're in Southampton. I'm not making the 20 minute journey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so funny that a uni, like that was such a big deal. If someone went to another uni, I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. I remember like I had a boyfriend at school at the time and I told him that if we don't go to the same uni, it's over. Like I was really it's blunt about Oxford it. Oxford and Oxford Brooks. No, <laughs> yeah, literally. I literally was like, no, like I just, the same with Gatby. I was like, if you take Gatby and I don't, like it's just not, it's not going to work. Yeah. I feel like with that age, though, it's not that serious, is mm. it? You're just like, you want the convenience and nothing else. I mean, I wouldn't say that. No? I'd happily get a 10-minute train. No, now. I'm yeah. joking. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I would not even do that now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But I've got so many more. So, so many worse so ones. Too many. In fact, so many incriminating ones. So. <laughs> but I, I'll tell you them after. So, yeah, when we're not recording. That is the benefit of being me. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Get to hear them all off air. Yeah, I do need to do like a premium content model where I put them all behind a paywall. Yeah, do that. Like a, like was a, it Patreon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Do that because I don't think anyone's going to pay to want to listen to me. <laughs> no one that I know anyway. And then you can just put it up, and people pay, and they'll hear. They'll probably actually be like, "Oh God, that was uh, anticlimax." <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't actually that funny. Yeah, <laughs> or incriminating. Okay, and next section of adventure: What is the biggest risk you've ever taken? Um, probably. So I came out of a relationship, and I set my age range on Hinge to thirty-five plus. <laughs> nice. It's a it's wild out there. I bet it is. There's some interesting characters. One of which was a thirty-seven. I was I was twenty-five. She was thirty-seven. Had a child. She was recently divorced. Mm-hmm. The kid looked like an absolute twerp. Uh, just, no, that's really mean. But he was like <laughs> blonde, short, spiked up hair, Look. wearing always wears a football t- football shirt. I was like, you're definitely, you know, definitely in the headmistress's office. Yeah, like once a week, all the time. Um, it's like Bart I did not, Simpson. Yeah, yeah, Bart Simpson. He looked like Bart Simpson, <laughs> but didn't have jaundice. And uh, anyway, so I was talking to her for about three days. We say we're going to meet up, go to the ship in Wandsworth because that's you know the best yeah. place for a date. Not classic. And within the first, you know, 20 minutes, she's telling me about all the sex parties she's, she goes to oh, nice. and that she's going to. I was like, this, you know, this, this is fantastic. Did she invite you? I, well, she did, yeah. <laughs> but I was sitting there thinking, you know, I'm all for sex positivity. Yeah. But, you know, I don't particularly want to hear about you getting, a, you know, how great it was to be gangbanged. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not last really week. first date. Yeah, and how great it's going to be Territory. next week as well. Um, <laughs> so... So that was an interesting one. And there's been a few others. I mean, you get weird messages. They just speak very differently. Mm. I got the weirdest, like... They probably just don't give a fuck. Well, I was trying to be smooth. Shall I read out this hinge message? Yeah, message? go on. Where is it? Here we are. So I... There was this, this woman. She was 39, about to turn 40. 
uh, as opposed to 41. I matched with her. She goes, the older woman, question mark. Really? And I thought I was being smooth. We're going, older? I didn't even notice. <laughs> she, goes, she goes, I like that. Everyone is always really shocked, inverted commas, genuinely, when I say I'm 40 in eight weeks. I find other women my age a bit stuck in their ways and boring and grumpy and frumpy. I'm not like that. I'm a glitter in my eyes and a bounce in my walk. Maybe, wow. a, maybe a bit of a wiggle. <laughs> I was like, unmatch. <laughs> Wait, that was the second message she sent you? the second message ever. she sent me. I mean, well, she sent me another one after. I wonder if she copy pastes. Probably. Yeah. That's what I do. Wait, what was the... No, go on. What was the one like sec. follow-up? Well, you that didn't... was a screenshot once that. Uh, I didn't actually unmatch her. I got a bit desperate and messaged her back one day. Um, <laughs> you were like, maybe that wiggle <laughs> sounds didn't reply. fun. Uh, I did wait about two months. Where is it? Oh, yeah. So I didn't reply to that. And she goes, hi, d-. I was just looking through my messages on here and you are the person I'm most interested in. I, I bet I am because I'm 15 fucking years younger than you. I <laughs> like your vibe. That to everyone? I like your vibe and your profile. Would like to know more about you. So I got offended wow. by this, about her like being most interested in me because one of her answers on Hinge was that she really, like she's weirdly attracted to Michael McIntyre. And I was like, I am nothing fucking like Michael McIntyre. Well, I hope I'm not. No, you don't look like him. Yeah, but it's, you know, do I like wiggle my head around or do I do, I do weird? Am I like weirdly Hand expressive? Actions, yeah. He does like weird yeah. movements, doesn't he? Yeah. I think he's really funny though. Do you not think he's funny? I used to when I was about 12. Okay, fair. Uh, <laughs> I got shot down there. That's no, I'm, joking. I'm sure he's funny. I, I like what, I like that um, segment he does where he like texts people, like he takes a celebrity's phone and oh, texts yeah, people. I think that's yeah. really funny. That's such a good idea. Yeah, that... That's you should do show. that on this podcast. You should do that. You should take up my phone and go through and, my hinge. Yeah. And just and message people to awful things being like, at the beginning and then wait till the end and hope that someone's <laughs> commented and said. I bet the thing is, it'd be so anticlimactic that no one would have said anything, would they? No one would reply. It could be good. And it's like, all right, this person's on a podcast. Like, tell us what you really think of their profile. Yes. That would be funny. That's a good idea. Yeah. You can pay me later. I'll pay you later. Slip you a fiver. Uh. That's okay. £7.50. <laughs> Let's do affection section. We're going to do your biggest ick. Oh, God. Quite yeah. excited to hear this one. So, my biggest ick is like really bratty girls. Okay. So. I mean, I've realised I've just given an example of every single question you've asked me. But, uh, but you know, girls, that, like I've genuinely met girls that have made Veruca Salt look like a oh. fucking angel. <laughs> Honestly. Anyway, this is one of my, one of my ex-girlfriends. And I went round for Christmas. So a couple of days before, she had, she had accidentally smashed her, her iPhone. Mm. Smashed into a million pieces. And... Um, just for the context. And then we go, I go over for Christmas Day. She's got her the present that she's asked for. And then afterwards, her dad, loveliest guy in the world, he's like, oh, I've got a you know surprise present for you. And uh, so he pulls out this little box, passes it to her, and she's gleaming. She, you know, she's got this big smile on her face, opens it, and it was one of the new iPhone 5Cs. Okay. You remember the ones, like the yeah, plastic ones? Yeah, the coloured ones. ones, yeah. And it was a white one. And she just looks up to her dad and she goes, you're fucking lucky it's not the green one. <gasps> not thank you no. oh my god because she didn't want the C she wanted the S probably 
she can get what she's given. She yeah. she smashed her <laughs> she phone. She smashed it exactly. And she got given a new iPhone that was newer than her last one. And yeah. she was like, "You're fucking lucky. You got the, you didn't get the green one." <laughs> and I, I was sitting there, just like, "I'm still on a like a flip phone." Yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'd be buzzing my white five C. It felt so bad. The dad was so I had lovely. The yellow and it, of that. Oh, did you? Mm. Oh God, that's not very. Lucky. She would have got that. Would have gone down bad. She would have. Yeah. I love the yellow. She. Uh, it, the dad. I, the dad was recently made redundant. So he, and he was the loveliest guy, and it was mm. so nice for him to pay to give that, like, buy that for her. Yeah. But the little sister as well was just just as bad. Like he, she was. He bought them a mini to share, but like when she turned <laughs> seventeen, sake. when the little sister became seventeen. She goes, uh, she starts sending him links to like, like Land Rovers. Land Rovers? Being like, this is the one I want. I'm not driving that fucking Mini. Literally those exact words. I'm not That's driving that awful. fucking Mini. I was like, what? I was sitting there thinking, where am I? Who am I going out with? Yeah. And what? It was awful. That's so bad though. But ironically, the moment, so I'd obviously always had this flip phone. <laughs> and no and, Mini. And I turn 18 and I finally get a iPhone. First time. And I was at Henley Regatta and I'd broken up with my ex at this point. And I was just looking at my iPhone, just so happy with it. Just so happy with it. <laughs> just like, oh my God, I've got an iPhone. Like it's touchscreen. Yeah. This is amazing. No, I, I, the first one I got, I was 17. So I was really old wait, as well. God, spoil. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> one I, year. I'm walking down I the road. Three Blackberries before that. I'm walking down the road with this iPhone and out of nowhere... This hand grabs my brand new... I've had it for five days, bearing in mind. Out of nowhere, this hand grabs my iPhone no. out of my hands, smashes it on the ground. I look up, it's my ex-girlfriend. Brooke completely broke it, like destroyed. I was, I, She was shouting at me at the same time and I just didn't hear anything. No, I was that's, looking... That's awful, There was just though. Simon and Garfunkel going through my head, just looking at this sort of iPhone and a million pieces on the floor. And uh, That's awful. Though. I know. So it's full circle. I would have been writing to her dad, being like, I did. You owe me a five C. No, I didn't do that. No. I felt bad, but my dad, my dad, messaged me like that's a bit out of order. Your dad messaged her dad. Yeah. Oh wow. And uh, and I was like, listen, I'll, I because I was working in a pub. I was like, I'll pay for it, but just never speak to me again. Well, I did speak to her again. <laughs> We're friends now. Okay, all is forgiven. <laughs> I just make sure I have an extra strong case whenever I see her. <laughs> Yeah, one of those indestructible yeah, ones. Yeah. Actually, I saw her recently, actually a year ago, and I mentioned the story. So I never did that. And her friend who was with her as well. And she goes, I remember you doing that. You did do that. She's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, I did do that. We were such little dicks at 18 years old, though. I feel like we have to forgive ourselves. I forgive myself. I mean, that's awful. I would never I've do forgiven that. I've forgiven her. But... I'm, I'm, it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's, I, you know your, her punishment is, you know, getting it shoved all over a podcast that's going to go out. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows now. Everyone knows how terrible person you are. I've literally had some people, you know, that have said stories about, obviously anonymously on this podcast, and they've, the person it's about has messaged the guest no. being like, how dare you share that story? Really? Like, See, this is what I was yeah. worried about with all the other dating stories I think about today. <laughs> oh, we're onto your bestie wreck. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> the part you're least looking forward to. Ladies, prepare to be swept off your feet as I introduce you to a true gem of a person. Today, I have the absolute honour of sharing with you why someone should wholeheartedly embrace the opportunity to date my exceptional friend. First and foremost, let's talk about his culinary prowess. He's not just an amateur chef, 
He's a culinary artist, a master of flavours and textures that will tantalise your taste buds like never before. Picture this, candlelit dinners with exquisite dishes, each one crafted with love and creativity. With him, every meal becomes an experience, a journey through the realm of gastronomy, of course, utilising his wine experience to pair the perfect serving on Bordeaux or Rioja. Now, we do probably have to address the elephant in the room, and that is his undeniable handsomeness. When he walks into a room, heads turn, hearts skip a beat and smiles effortlessly appear on faces. His charming presence is magnetic, drawing people in and creating an aura of warmth and comfort. You'll feel like the luckiest lady in the world to have such a stunning partner by your side. But wait, there is more. Prepare yourself for an avalanche of laughter as my friend possesses a wicked sense of humour. He has a natural ability to find joy in life's quirks, effortlessly transforming ordinary moments into unforgettable adventures. With him, you'll find yourself laughing till your sides ache, creating memories that will forever be etched in your hearts. Now, I won't deny that my friend is not exactly shy when it comes to the fairer sex, but let me assure you this, his charisma and charm are qualities that can never be suppressed. His genuine nature and respectful approach to relationships create a sense of security and trust. He values connection and understands the importance of making his partner feel cherished and loved. In summary, my friend is like the perfect recipe. A culinary magic of a chef, a pinch of Hollywood heartthrob, a sprinkle of wit and a litre of charisma, making him the true gentleman who will always put you first. When you date my friend, you're not just entering into a relationship, you're embarking on a journey of laughter, culinary delights and a love that will leave you breathless. Well. Sounds like he wants to date me. <laughs> that was like a love poem. Yeah, I mean, it was simultaneously the nicest thing anyone said about me, but also the most cringe thing <laughs> anyone's ever said. But, um, but no. Well, I'm seeing. He didn't one the, slate you, so. I, yeah, he didn't. I'm seeing on the weekend, so we'll kiss then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call me. <laughs> he just like yeah. There were so many words used. Yeah, he's, you know. I loved Avalanche of Laughter. That yeah. was, he really got, I'm telling you, that was his GCSE English coming through. Yeah, I mean, I All don't think the... he even got GCSE in English. <laughs> he was he was mute when I lived with him. <laughs> Clearly his passion's in writing. Well, that's very kind of you, Charlie. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> Love you too. Fuck you. <laughs> now he got in your, are we going to talk about your food account? I quite like talking about it. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, what do you want to know? Well, Just... I liked your, um, you had like a series of, I can't think of the exact wording. The movie ones. No. Um... Oh, the How to Escape the Friend Zone. Yeah. Yeah. Through well, I did two. Oh, and then I, I mean, started a new job and I was like, oh, God, I haven't really got time. I thought they were really good. Though. Yeah. They're, like it was a fun angle on cooking. Well, that's it. Well, that's, I found, so I made this food Instagram account. I made a website as well, but I've, I don't have the website anymore. I made it. I love cooking. I love cooking for other people. Always been very creative. And now I've sort of funneled. I did fine art university. Oh, cool. And I kind of dropped that. I haven't picked up a paintbrush in, since 2018 and just sort of funneled it all <laughs> into food. Um, I love cooking for other people. I think it's, you know, whether it's friends, family, you know, dates, it's like a, how do I put it's it? It's like 
gifting, well, but in a nice way. Well, it's like a, it's it's like a an art with a very sort of basic function, mm. and it's like I I like the fact that, that everyone it's, can enjoy. Well, it, that's it, and it's like one thing which you can you make, and it's it's specifically for that moment. It's not like I've done a painting that you can sort of look at for you know the rest of history. Um, <laughs> and I feel like it's a good expression of how you like care about someone. Mm. Um, that's what I tell people, but actually, it's just fantastic for your dating life. Yeah. Um, honestly, this, this is the worst thing. I on a first this my first date, I'll always ask them what their favorite cuisine is, then sort of slightly ask them what their favorite meal is. Second date, usually drinks. Third day, I'm like, right, come around, I'll cook for you. Favorite meal. And oh my god, what is, this is this this happens to be your favorite meal? Oh my god, I didn't know. <laughs> and uh, and it's it's brilliant. Yeah, so that's really fun. I've just told everyone my tactic. So yeah, that was that's that's out of the window. Can't use that anymore. I'll just paint them a painting instead. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. To be fair, I but don't yeah. think anyone's painted me anything. Well, that's pretty special. Yeah. Well. Well. I'm dating the wrong people, clearly. No, I uh, date the fine art majors. <laughs> no, don't, don't. They're all weird. I've had shits more stressful than that entire degree. Also, <laughs> <laughs> he got in your wine experience. Oh yeah, yeah. So. I now work in the wine industry, uh, importing wine from all over the world and then selling it to restaurant bars and pubs in London. So cool. Um, I love it. Such so it's a cool. So, job. Well, it's good. I mean, I used to be quite into my fitness and, you know, health, and now I'm just a glorified alcoholic. <laughs> it's just I'm constantly pissed. But I know, you know, you know, what wine to buy. Yeah. No, again, I think it's a really good skill. But it's brilliant. It's a I, life you know, skill. people come up to me like, oh, I hate Chardonnay, but I love, uh, I love Burgund- white Burgundy. I'm like, that is Chardonnay, you twat. <laughs> yeah. Just... But then again, that that's what I would have said about six months ago. I would have said the same thing. Mm. And now I've turned into one of those. I must be dreadful on a date, you know. All in, like, I go for to a restaurant, looking through the wine list. I can tell you about the wine. I can tell you about the food. It must be diabolical to go on a date with. <laughs> I have to keep it. I think in. I just let you pick me everything, though. Well, that's it. I yeah. know nothing about these things, so yeah, I like food a lot. <laughs> yeah, but realistically, you know, you can get, you can say, "Oh, that's white burgundy that's meant to be nice," and then I pick it, and it can still taste like dog shit. Yeah. So it means nothing. I mean, but there's... but surely you could do like if someone said, "Oh, I really like sweet whites," you'd know roughly what to pick. Yeah, which is quite a good yeah. skill, I think. Yeah, because that's kind of what you ask the waiter, don't you? That's it. If you're yeah. not sure, Riesling. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, is it German Riesling? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can get there's off dry Riesling, which is why. Anyway, this is boring. I would sound like a twat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wrap up with a short summary of why someone should date you. Uh, you'll never go hungry. Uh, you will always have a great selection of wine to drink. You should have a lot of fun. I hope. Um. <laughs> That's about it. I mean, I, I, I thought I was confident in myself, but, you know, I'm struggling, <laughs> struggling here. Uh, you won't know. You've got more. You won't be dragged into football games. Yeah, that's, that's good. good one. I'm not going to sort of, you know, forget about you to go watch football or play video games. I'll be there most likely forgetting about you cooking you a meal. <laughs> yeah. I you can't lost, speak and cook at the same time. It's so bad. Instead. But, uh, but yeah, but, I mean, that's I mean, Charlie's put it put it all into a beautiful poem. So, yeah, you know, just re listen to that. Just, you know, I wouldn't say Hollywood heartthrob, but I would say I'm quite good at cooking. <laughs> so, yeah. but you will get an avalanche of laughter. I, like I hope that. so. I hope so. I think that's good. Unless you're boring. 
Then it's on you, not <laughs> then, it's, then it's on them, not you. It's always on them. Yeah. It's always on them. So if you don't want to go hungry ever again, and also will have the best wine to drink with all your future meals, make sure you write in to date this character via Instagram at Single Sounds or via email. Also, if you could take a moment to rate or review the podcast on whatever app you're listening to, that really helps with discoverability and gets us more matches and more dates. So please, please, please help everyone out. As we all know, the quest for love is a challenging one. Thanks for listening. See you next Tuesday, where I will be sharing the live show recording with you all, featuring Alex Warhouse and Danny Scott. Have a great week.